Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Happy October, everybody. It is now October, which means Halloween is here, basically, and Christmas is right around the corner, which is insane because every single every singer, every single year when we put up our Christmas decorations, while we're putting them up, I'm always super sad, and I always say something like, it's okay, it'll be here before we know it. And then boom, it's here. Like the year just goes by so freaking fast. And honestly, in an upcoming episode, I want to do, you know, a check-in with New Year's goal, New Year's, New Year goals again before the new year comes about, just because it's almost end of the year and there's still time to hit those milestones that we were thinking about or planning to do. And then also just seeing what has to carry on into the next year. But we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because like I said, it just hit October. So happy October, everybody. So since it's almost Halloween, what are y'all being for Halloween this year? I love Halloween costumes. Like I think it's so much fun just to be able to dress up and get creative. Or even if even if you just want to be a little hoe, like that's fine too. Like it's just a point in time where we get to be something that we're not usually. So I love that about this holiday. For me, we're actually going to homecoming this year again, which is um I talked to, talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago, but we went last year as Alex's HBCU, his college he went to. Homecoming is a big deal, it's so much fun, but it lands during Halloween weekend this year. So we'll be there at the end of October. And so that weekend I'll miss any parties that are here for my friends or any LA parties that are like Halloween parties. I'm not entirely sure if there's going to be Halloween parties um in at homecoming, but I kind of want to bring a costume just in case so I can be prepared. But I haven't really thought about what I would be. A couple ideas I had if I was back at home. I really have been wanting to be Christina Aguilera, like the dirty version. You know, remember like back in the day when it's like, like that era when she had like the chaps on and like the greasy looking hair, all of that. Like I really, I've always wanted to do that costume for some reason. So I was thinking about that. And then I was also on TikTok and saw people talk about doing concept costumes instead of like actual people or things. So for example, you could be chef's kiss. So you could um, like your partner, whoever could wear like a chef's outfit and then have a bunch of kiss marks on it. And then you could wear all red and then it's like chef's kiss. Um, Just different concepts like that that are a little bit more abstract and not so in your face. Like I'm a cartoon character or I'm a princess or whatever. So I thought that was a pretty good idea, but what are y'all going to be? Let me know. I want to know if you have any cool couple costumes, individual costumes, et cetera. Like, what are you guys being for Halloween? Also, have you have you decorated for the fall yet? I feel a little bit behind because we actually just got new carpet last week, which so thankful because this carpet has been here for 20 years. Like Alex has lived in this spot for 10 years and I moved in some years ago. But before Alex moved in, it was in here for like another 10 years. Like this townhome is an older townhome and the carpet was just so bad and grimy and there was like nothing fixing it. Like no amount of professional carpet cleaners was getting the trail of dirt 
out of that carpet. Like it's super, super old. And on top of that, before I moved in, like Loki, Alex and his roommate used to walk in the house with their shoes on. So of course, over time, that just damages it. Um, so we really need a new carpet. So we ended up getting carpet last week and I already feel so much better. Like our house looks 10 times better just because now it looks even newer, but we got new carpet. So everything had to be brought downstairs. Like our entire place had to be brought downstairs. So you can only imagine what it looked like down here. It felt like an episode of Hoarders just because it was so many, it was just so much down here and we're still slowly putting it back upstairs and granted it's basically all back upstairs just a couple little things but because of that long story short we have not decorated for fall which I usually try to do honestly like as soon as fall hits so the end of September and now we are past or go we're going past week one of October and I have no decorations up so I'm definitely going to be doing that soon we don't really decorate for Halloween we're more of a fall harvest decorators so it's like you're gonna see browns and oranges and leaves and things like that around our place but I do love doing that I want to do that soon just because that goes down in November so we can bring out Christmas time so we need to get that fall decor out now this past week I had Shaloi's wedding oh my gosh like I feel like I've talked about the wedding a couple of times on the podcast just from the bachelorette party and how to plan a bachelorette and y'all know that's my best friend. So it was so, so exciting to finally have that date come and be her maid of honor. Just kind of going through what that couple days looked like. We had the rehearsal dinner and that was beautiful. And then the next day was obviously the wedding and their venue was stunning. It was in Bel Air. And honestly, if you look, look at my TikTok, you'll see a recap of the wedding and the view looks like we are the Kardashians, like a type of view they would have at their wedding. Like it was absolutely insane and gorgeous. Like I know they dropped some money on that wedding. Okay. Like it was perfect, worth every quarter dime dollar, worth everything. It was stunning. And I know she's going to have so many incredible memories from that day. I know I did just from getting dressed all together. She had pajamas and slippers ready for us in our get ready, like in our bridal suite. We took our pictures. She did her first look walking down the aisle and I was, I was balling. Like I, I feel like I did pretty good. Like I held my composure more than I thought I would, but I was literally sobbing. Like I had to turn away for a second just so I didn't do the, <laughs> like, I don't want to be right behind her, like sniffling and laugh and she's laughing. You know, like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta compose myself. Cause I was having a hard time. Like I was just so emotional the entire day. And I think what people kind of forget about is like friends, like your family's your family, obviously, and they know so much about you, especially if you're close with your family. Like I'm close to my parents. But the thing about friends, they know a different part of you. And not that they know more, but they just know a different part. And it's like you see the whole entire thing. So like, of course, you know, her her grandma, her mom are watching like they watched her grow up from a little girl, etc. But like when I'm watching it, I'm like, I know this relationship in and out. Like I... I'm the reason why they're even talking. I even in my speech, I was like, I'm the reason you guys are all here right now because I'm the one that ended up messaging Antoine for Shaloy because she was nervous when they met on the Bumble dating app. So I always like to joke and say, I'm the reason that they are even together and got married. But anyway, you know, I've been there since the very beginning and I know every part of all of my friends' relationships from the good, the bad, the just all of it where like, those are the things that your family may not know. So when I'm watching them, 
or watching her walk down the aisle and him standing there. I'm like, oh my God, this is so beautiful because I've literally been there the entire time. So I was just so emotional thinking about everything. And also, you know, when they say like, you know how like when your father or when your father gives you up and like you, you know, you go to your husband or whatever. Um, I, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was giving her up to her, to her man, even though nothing changes, like we still will have our sleepovers. The four of us, me, Antoine, Alex, and Shaloy hang out. Like we are, I said in my speech too, we're like our own little family. So we hang out, we sleep over at each other's places. Like literally nothing will ever change about that dynamic ever, ever, ever. Especially because we, me and Alex already live together. Her and Antoine already live together. So it's literally the same exact thing, except now they're married. But a part of me felt like, oh my God, this is like a different new chapter. And I'm like, I'm giving her away. So I think I was just overly emotional and like thinking about it. I was emotional for like a week straight. And then when we got there, I felt like I was able to compose myself a little bit more. But overall, the wedding was so, so much fun. After we went to this dive bar for like the after party, and that was fun. And then me and Alex stayed at the host hotel, which was in Santa Monica. Then we got breakfast the next day, and then we headed home. Also, my parents were there, which was so, so nice. You know, they love Shaloy as well. They've watched her. They've been in her life as long as I have, obviously. So um, it was so nice that they were able to come. And we were also also... And we were also able to spend time together, which I always love. My mom actually left yesterday. My dad left the this, the next morning because he had to go back to work. Um, so he just literally flew in, came to the wedding and left like at six o'clock that morning the next day. So he truly just came to watch Lloyd get married. And then my mom stayed for a week. So we had fun. We always have a good time together, but I cannot wait until they visit again. Oh my God, another thing. So I'm about to sign with a podcast network. Yeah. Um, I don't have any sound effects like I do when I'm at the studio. So I'm going to, woo, go me. Um, I'm going to sign to a podcast network. So this is something that I've always wanted to do because I feel like when you have a team behind you, you're able to I don't know. You're you're just able to get into rooms that you weren't able to by yourself and it allows you to have a team of people that have your best interest and um, they know information that you might not know. So I wanted to have a podcast network and one of the biggest ones is called Dear Media. And that is like the dream podcast network that I felt like I wanted to be a part of just because they have some of the biggest podcasts or studios here in LA. It's absolutely stunning. And I listen to the podcasts that are on there too. So that was always a big goal of mine. But um, the thing about Dear Media, they, you know, it's a business. So they're going to sign people that have a ton, a ton of stream streams and views and, you know, podcasts that are already making a lot of money. And Dear Imani is not at that point yet. Like, we are a small podcast in the grand scheme of things. So that is something that was not in my cards yet. So then I was doing research and found this other podcast network that's also newer and launching this fall. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the launch, but they actually represent a podcast that I listen to that's pretty popular um, called Completely Fucking Clueless um, and another one called like Pop Something, but I listened to Completely Fucking Clueless and I saw that they were signed with this podcast network. So I went to the website and I was like, okay, let me just shoot my shot and fill out this form and see what they say if they get back to me. And they ended up getting back to me. We had a Zoom call. I had a meeting with the two founders. And we just went over and talked about my goals for my podcast. And they talked about how they watched an episode just to see my vibe and everything. And we just talked about logistics and everything. And basically, we ended up, you know, talking a little bit further. They sent me the contract and everything that looks like. And I signed it. And 
that is going to be my podcast home. So I'll still be shooting at podcast plays. I'll still have the producer Solomon and everything, but basically Dirimani would be a part of this podcast network. So you'll kind of hear in future episodes, you'll start to hear like a little jingle of whatever their intro is into my personal intro. And then my cover art will have like their logo on it too. So overall, I'm super excited for this next step just because like I said before, I really want to kick it into high gear for the rest of this year and then going into next year when it comes to my career and my branding, this podcast and all of that. And I was like, this is a great next step. So I'm excited for that and kind of going deeper into that, just like the transparency of it all. So the, it costs to be famous, like truly. And I don't think people understand that part. So your favorite influencers, your favorite creators, your favorite celebrities spend so much money doing what they do. Yes, they make a lot of money, but a lot of it goes back into themselves. So for example, having PR, that costs like thousands of dollars a month to have a publicist. And what their job is, is to really put you in spaces where you're seen. So how people get invited to like the VMAs and different award shows and sit at certain tables and how they get to be the cover of certain magazines or, you know, they're, they get a news article written about them and whatever whatever magazine, whatever it looks like, however they're put into your face through media, that is a publicist doing that. And that is not free. Like, you, like, I think what we get confused about a little bit is like when you see someone going to going like you see someone on a red carpet you just assume they were invited there and therefore and therefore that's just how it went but a lot of times a publicist reached out to whatever and was able to get that person on that red carpet that publicist has to get paid and people pay publicists big money because in the long run it's so worth it like if this person's publicist is able to put you in front of the right people able to get your name out there in the way that you desire that's going to make you have more money, get more exposure. It all works together anyway. So it's understandable why it's expensive, but having a publicist is really expensive. Another thing that people have is like their management and all of that. And management is usually different. Like you don't necessarily pay management. They just take a cut of whatever they do for you. So they take like, they can take like 20% of whatever they get you. And at the end of the day, that's still you paying them. So none of this stuff is free. And even with a podcast network, it is not free. Like Dear Media, I know charges a a good amount a month to have these podcasts and these podcasts are paying that a month. And it's worth it because these podcasts are making a lot of money. They're also getting brand deals through their podcasts and sponsorships. But also Dear Media has a beautiful studio in LA that has to be paid too. So nothing is done for free. And I don't think anything should be done for free because everyone's putting work in somewhere. Um, But what's cool about this podcast network that I'm signing with is that it's not as expensive as other ones, which I'm really thankful for. But even with me paying per month, you literally have this entire team. And also just because you pay doesn't mean you get a podcast network. Like you have to be at certain numbers and they have to see that they're going to be, that you're going to be worth their while, honestly. And they believe in me and my podcast from the research they've done with my show that they're like, okay, this is worth the investment, worth the time, et cetera. So, you know, just because you can afford to pay a publicist and afford to pay a management team and an agency or afford to pay whoever doesn't mean that they're automatically going to work with you just because of that. Like they, people only, only want to work with people that they can see um, is putting in the time, the energy and the commitment. So overall, I'm super excited to be signing with them. So you're going to see that little change coming up soon. And let's just grow this podcast together, okay? Another little side note about that too. They're just going to help me grow because there's they have a team of people on that podcast network that you know solely focus on analytics, 
and they solely focus on analytics and behind the scenes, all things that I'm not really familiar with. Like, honestly, I have the producer, I go to the studio, I make my own edits and content and everything, and I just release it. If it flops, it flops. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't really dive deep and look at the analytics to really understand that just because that's all, that's a different type of marketing, baby. Like, that's like computer calculator marketing. I'm like, sparkles and sunshine type of marketing, you know? So I'm excited to have that aspect of it too. And then on top of that, like they're going to be giving me brand deals and being able to put me out there to get sponsorships. And then, you know, you guys know one of my big goals in my three-year plan is to do a live show for Dear Imani and um, have a bunch of people there and a bunch of like Dear Imani listeners or fans. So doing a live show and then eventually having merch. So getting to those points and breaking those those bringing down those goals that I have is this is definitely the next step. So I'm super excited about that. Something else that happened that was cool. And I wish I had my vision board in front of me, but we'll do the vision board thing in another, in like another episode. But I finally, finally got to 10,000 followers on TikTok. Oh my God. Like I was so excited just because first of all, that might sound small to some people, but 10,000 followers, like just imagine you're in a room and there's 10,000 people and they're all there for you. Like that's actually insane when you think about it. I think sometimes social media and then us seeing how many numbers like other people may have, how many followers they have, you kind of act like a hundred likes isn't a lot. But like if you walked outside and a hundred people said, I like your outfit, that would feel very overwhelming. But yeah, on Instagram, if you get a hundred likes, you feel like that's not enough. So it's a really interesting concept. But anyway, I got 10,000 followers on TikTok and now I'm like at 2300, which is so cool. That was one of my, I know that was one of my milestones that I wanted to check off on my vision board for this year. So I know that was on there. So I'm happy I'm going to be able to check that off. But I, um, my mom was taking screenshots like the whole week. She's like, she's like, okay, you're getting there, you're getting there. And I told her when you are in town, I know I'm going to hit that 10 K when you're here. And I was able to hit it while she was here. So we were super excited. But anyway, I feel like I really worked so hard for that 10,000 followers. I was telling my mom this because in 2020, when everyone really started getting on TikTok because we were in the pandemic and it was like the cool new newish app, people would go viral and people would follow them. Like, and I feel like it was honestly easier to get famous on TikTok back then just because it was new um, and the way the algorithm worked was different. And then even taking it to 2021, it was a bit easier. So like I see people that have like one had like one viral video and they would have a lot of followers and they don't really post at all or their content's not like consistent or any, they're not like trying to be influencers, but yet they have a lot of followers from the couple videos that they posted. And when I look back at it, I'm like, because that was such a different time though. Like the ratio to viral videos and if someone actually following you is not the same like it used to be. It's just not. So it's a lot harder to grow in today's time, especially because the app is so saturated. Everybody wants to be in this world of content creation and being an influencer. So it does take a lot more patience, if I'm being honest. And I'm glad I had that because I've had multiple, like over 2 million, almost 3 million view, uh, 3 million viewed videos, like multiple of them and other videos that are well over 100,000 or 600,000 views. And I still just hit 10K. And I believe that's just because people just don't follow like they used to. Like even for me, I see a video, I like it. I don't really go on that person's page and follow them. Like if I do, I scroll through their page and I decide if I want to follow them or not. If they're like, basically someone said before on TikTok, you need to make a lot. If you want to be an influencer, you need to always have content 
posted just because it's like watching a show. When you when you find a new show, what do you do? You go and try to binge watch it. You want to keep seeing more episodes. That's kind of like what your own personal Instagram and TikTok account is. Like if someone comes across your profile, they like you, they're going to click your page and you want to be able to give them a binge worthy content and video. So that is why it's a little bit harder to gain followers because if people go through your stuff and there's not a lot of content there it's, or they don't think it's good content or whatever it may be, they might not follow you. Cause I do that all the time. Like I find a funny video, I go to their page. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to follow them. Um, anyway, all that to say, I'm so happy to have finally got to 10,000 followers. I feel like I worked so hard for that 10 K because I have been posting so much like for the past couple months, like I've been pretty serious about TikTok where I post at least if it's not every day, I post like every other day or some, or if I skipped a couple days, like best believe I'm posting like three videos in that one day, like just trying to be consistent. And even when some of the videos flop, like I can go from a viral video and then the next video only has like 400, 300 views. You just got to keep pushing. Don't delete that video. You know, don't get discouraged. Just keep on going because everybody's account literally started at zero. Like Everyone had zero subscribers. Everyone had zero Instagram followers or zero streams or zero whatever. Everyone starts at zero. So your favorite person had to grow somehow. And that's why I kind of look at myself. Like I remember I remember months ago I had like 1,200 and now I'm at 10K. So clearly consistency is key and I'm glad I'm sticking with it. And honestly, I enjoy it so much. Like I have so much fun on that app. Like I feel like I can just be myself and post literally whatever and I don't really have a niche. Like, I feel like I'm more lifestyle, um, lifestyle, beauty, clothes, talking pieces, think pieces. You know, I like, I like to talk a lot on there just because I feel like basically I want people to want to follow me because they like what I have to say, which then correlates to, hey, listen to my podcast, Dear Imani, which then correlates to, oh, she's a great host, have her host the Oscars. You know, like, you know, I think it's all one working piece together. So I'm excited that that, that, um, platform is growing and so is my youtube channel that's growing too which i definitely need to do a vlog i have like my renaissance vlog that i still need to edit and post i did a vlog for shaloy's wedding which i probably could just add into my renaissance because it's not that long but i definitely have a good vlog for the renaissance tour because y'all know i was living my best life during that tour so that's pretty much the updates that i have for my life i think i went over i think i went over everything for the week um, but this episode is really just me chatting and talking to y'all because I know I did not have one last week. It was just, um, it was just a crazy week between Shaloi's wedding and my parents coming in. And actually I had a friend that, a childhood friend that passed away, sadly. Um, her name was Jada and she sadly passed away from cancer. And honestly, it's so weird even saying it out loud just because it's like, we're the same age. So that should not be a thing at all at such a young age, you know, and I know people, I, I don't even know. It's just such an odd feeling um, to feel or even when I posted and like having to write like rest in peace to someone, you know, someone young is such a like a surreal feeling. Um, I And I did post about her and thank you everyone who's reached out and said kind words and um, whatnot. But like Jada and I met at a really young age. Like I think we were like seven or something, but we became friends at a really young age. And we did absolutely everything together. Like our child, and I, I cannot think of my childhood and my teenage years without thinking of Jada. 
And um, I have this, I think I, I posted on my story to on Instagram, but I have this super cute clip of us on YouTube and I still have that YouTube channel. It's called The INJ Show. And we swore we were going to have our own show on YouTube. Um, and I have this clip of us just being crazy on YouTube. And I'm so happy I didn't delete it or I didn't delete the channel because now I can have that memory there forever. But we did everything together. We danced together. We were on our high school dance team. We then went from our one high school to our performing arts high school audition for that. And um, both got in and went to Tacoma School of the Arts together, graduated high school together. We danced on the Seattle Storm dance troupe for the WNBA together. Um, that like literally the only thing we didn't do that was the same was pageants. Like she didn't do pageants, but she would come to my pageants during our dance years. We had a duet that like would win high scores and everything. We had like a hip hop duo. So we did everything together. And, um, unfortunately, like the last time I really saw her was like after graduate, graduating high school. Um, we kind of just, you know, like personal things in her life that, yeah, like personal things happened in her life and, it just, we just didn't communicate anymore. And it was honestly really sad just because it was just kind of like out of nowhere where this person was out of my life, honestly. Um, and then fast forward to now, you know, in the more recent years, she kind of came back in the picture and I was able to see her, I think it was like in 2021. And we were able to catch up from all the years that were missed. And so that was really nice. I was able to see her then. Um, and then sadly she was diagnosed with breast cancer and it was, um, fine at first it seemed like like she was um like he healthy and healing and then more recently it kind of you know it came back and it was attacking her liver um and my mom was able to spend some time with her was able to spend some time with her in the hospital and you guys know my mom well maybe you don't know but my mom makes concoctions like she's a herbalist and a like a naturalist so she was like putting together all these natural drinks and stuff for her um so she was in the hospital with her that was some other like some super devastating news that we received and something that, you know, when it comes to grieving or it comes to losing someone, it's hard because like life continues to happen around you, but then you're still like constantly thinking about that. So obviously like my life, like doing work and yeah, going to work and, you know, posting content or whatever I've been doing the past couple of days doesn't mean that you're not thinking about what also just happened in your reality. So it's such an interesting, and that's, I, like, I don't even know how to describe it. And I know anyone that has lost somebody, lost a loved one, lost a friend, even if they were from your childhood or years ago, it's just such a crazy concept. So once again, thank you for um, checking checking in and like your sweet words on my Instagram when I posted um, Jada on my story. But and it's just funny looking back. So I'm like, wow, we really wanted to do have a show, and now I'm like actually doing that. But uh, yes, that has been going on in my week as well. But yeah, basically this episode, I just wanted to kind of catch up with y'all. You know, I didn't have my episode last week, so I really missed y'all. I have some guests lined up. I just have to schedule them out. Um, and make sure that that's all set in stone. But I'm excited to have some guests for you guys because um, it's always fun to be able to like hear other people's perspectives of the world and different topics and whatnot. And everyone has such a cool story to tell. So I have some cool guests. I actually was just a guest on another podcast this morning called Becoming Hers. So that should be out soon. And I kind of just wanted to use the rest of the time to talk about some random topics or pop culture or just like recent things that are going on in the media that I have some thoughts about. 
So let's start with Miss Taylor Swift, okay, and this Travis Kelsey dating thing. So in the beginning, when I first saw this, I was like, there's no way they're dating. I was like, there's no way they're dating. And I said that only because his ex-girlfriend I followed, I've for years now, Caitlyn Nicole, she's a black girl, stunning, beautiful, just the baddest, right? And Travis Kelsey has always struck me as someone that like, that's his, like, that's his vibe. Like he dates black girls. Like I always like, he he's like, he's everyone's, he's every black girl's like celebrity crush, like NFL crush, like he's Travis Kelsey. He's so fine. Anyway. So when I saw that they were possibly dating Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, I was like, this doesn't even seem on brand for him, honestly. So I thought it was like kind of fake. I, I don't even know. Even though that wouldn't benefit her at all at all. Some people are like, it's PR. I'm like, why would this be PR? Like she's literally a global sensation. She does not need to date an NFL player for some freaking PR. But anyway, then fast forward, she goes to the football game and it clear, now it's clear that they, they are dating. Like there's pictures, there's video. She's in the suite with this mom. Like it's a whole thing. They're dating. And the NFL is going absolutely nuts. Like the, the NFL, I mean like the page itself. Whoever is their social media person was just posting like a million times about Taylor Swift. They're changing the bio every single day. They're making friendship bracelets or just everything turned into Taylor Swift. And at first I thought it was like cute, cute and funny because I love when like franchises or brands are on trend and that they kind of like honor what everybody is talking about in the media anyway. It's like, we might as well play along. Like it's fun. But then like they started getting weird and creepy and I kind of started understanding why NFL people, like people that are actually fans of NFL, like NFL and football were getting annoyed because I was thinking that like the tables were flipped. I would be hella annoyed. I'd be like, this is too much. This is too much. And I'm not even coming from a space a space of like, I don't want to see Taylor Swift everywhere. I'm coming from a space of like, the NFL is becoming creepy. You're doing too much. It's giving criminal. Like, I feel like I want to call the police myself for Miss Taylor Swift. Like she has to be a little bit like over like a little not overwhelmed because she's used to the fame, but a little bit like, oh my God, get out of my shit. Like I'm in my suite enjoying my hot dog, drinking my drink, and you over here tweeting about me, NFL. Watch the game. How about that? So I feel like they just need to chill out. And that's been something that's been on my brain. And then I keep seeing these think pieces about Kayla Nicole, like his any of his exes must be in shambles right now because he's dating Taylor Swift and he's dated he's dated up. And then you have people that are like, Kayla Nicole ain't worried about nothing. Look at her, she's so bomb. Like Taylor Swift could never, yada, yada, yada. And my thought process is this. No matter how okay, okay, imagine, imagine, put yourself in these shoes, right? People when when you move on or when you break up with your significant other and they get somebody else, it is like people's natural instinct to want to see who your ex is dating and you're like she don't look better than me like that is literally what people do i've seen it play out over and over again like literally everybody does that for some reason so i'm like imagine imagine your ex is dating the most popular person in the world basically and you're seeing it everywhere like that it has to be the most insane feeling in the world like this that's something that not any of us could ever relate to like none of us None of you listening, myself, no one I know could possibly relate to having to see your ex everywhere on TV and them dating the most popular person. That has to be the most craziest feeling ever. Like, I wish I was in the group chat of 
Kayla Nicole, his ex, and her friends. And mind you, one of Kayla Nicole's best friends is Brittany Mahomes, who is Patrick Mahomes' wife, who also plays, who's a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. So Travis and Patrick are friends, and Brittany Mahomes and Travis's ex are best friends. Like, she was, like, the bridesmaid in her wedding. Like, hella friends. So I'm like, that, their text messages to each other like, I, I need the group chat. Like, what's going on in the group chat? Because I, I just can't wrap my head around it. And regardless of how fine Kayla Nicole is, no, regardless of that, you, you can't help but think, I wonder what she's feeling like. I wonder what she's thinking. Not that she's jealous of the situation. I don't think, if, I don't think that she would be jealous. I don't think that she's jealous of Taylor Swift. I don't think any of that. Because there's a reason why her and Travis did not work out. And that's none of Taylor's business. That's not, you know, it, it's, it, they don't, the two situations don't even go hand in hand. But I also would love to get inside of Kayla Nicole's brain. So I'm just like, what are you thinking of all this? This is so, so crazy. Now I'm really relaxing. I'm literally laying down on the couch now. So I feel like I'm just right at home talking to y'all. Um, something else that happened recently, and I just posted this on my TikTok, but this TikTok couple got married recently. And one of the girls, they're called like, their names are Lon- London and Olivia. And London recently like some old tweets of her came out and she was being racist basically and she was saying and using the n-word all over her twitter back in 2012 and obviously they're big influencers they just got married and during basically during their wedding all these tweets resurfaced of course the typical apology video like we see all the time um but it's it's brought up a lot of think pieces and a lot of people you know having opinions and for starters, when they made their apology video, the comments were like, we forgive you or like everyone makes mistakes and blah, blah, blah. And the people that are saying that are white people. Like, and that, it just makes me laugh because I'm like, how are you the one that's forgiving something that in a community that you're not even in? Like, that is so bold to think that you can say don't worry about it, girl. Everybody makes mistakes. Like, what? Who gave you that? What in the privilege is that? But kind of going off of that and what I was making my TikTok video about is why do we let people have this quote-unquote racist phase? Like, people get success and then all tweets come out from their teenage years of them being racist or homophobic. And it's like, that is not a part of growing up to be racist like that is not something that you get a pat on the bat or get a slap on your wrist like it's okay we all used to do it no everyone didn't used to be racist what the hell like not everyone has a racist past that should not be normalized that people get famous or they get success and you can find dirt on them and the kind of dirt you find on them is racism like everyone has said things that they you know could be that they could cringe at now looking back on it that maybe could have been a little bit inappropriate all of that but like to actually be racist is not a part of the bingo card like that's not something that just casually is supposed to be happening as you get older and so you know a lot of times people get grace because they're like oh well that was back when they were 16 but my argument back to that is like Okay, you were 16, so you should have known better. But two, you were 16 in 2012. 2012, that was recent, baby. That was recent. That wasn't long enough ago for you to be like, I didn't know any better. 2012, like if it was 1920 and Twitter was around and you said some outlandish shit, it's kind of like, 
all right, at least like that was more on brand back then to be racist, <laughs> but that's not on brand for 2012 to be talking like that, speaking like that, you know better. And someone commented and this made me laugh. They're like, that was during Obama's second term. <laughs> and I was like, exactly like where we were in a country and like, like we were that 2012 was just too recent too recent to act like you didn't know and you were 16 years old. And the example I gave, like, at 20, in 2012, I was also around that. I was also that same age, around that same age. And I was not saying the F word and being homophobic. Never said that before. Never will. And you're not going to find tweets of me just being rampantly crazy. Or, or You're not going to find tweets of me just being like, just saying inappropriate things in that manner. Like that is not a part of growing up. And that's what kills me about the situations because we see it play out over and over and over again. And it's exhausting to watch people that you're supposed to quote unquote, look up to people with all this success and all this attention on them to have these tweets or have this past. And they say this apology and then we all move on and act like it's a part of childhood is to be racist. Like, do you not hear how exhausting that sounds, especially for black people having to see it play out in our face every single day or every single, however long until it takes for the next influencer to have some racist tweets pop up. It's truly exhausting. And on top of that, everyone else doesn't get as much grace. Like other races, other marginalized groups, you're like, you you make one mistake and you basically made a mistake for your entire demographic. Whereas, you know, white people, they say these things and whatever, and it's just kind of like, it's fine. You know, they grew from that. They learned from that. And you get so much grace. And not that I'm thinking like these women should not be able to ever work again or, you know, any of that. It's not like that, but I'm saying it's just annoying. It's exhausting. That's all. And then people are like, I hate cancel culture. And something that I've learned and have heard other people talk about, and especially my friend Parker talk about it too, but cancel culture does not exist. And I saw a video about this from this other influencer today, actually. And they're correct. Cancel culture is not really a thing because let me know five, 10 people that you know that have actually been canceled. When I think of being canceled, to me, that means like you lost source of, you lost your income you lost your family, your friends, you lost, you lost your fan base. You lost, you lost what you needed. You are canceled. You're like exiled from the internet from like, that's being canceled. The average person has not been canceled. Like if I can think of two people that have been actually canceled where people have like locked the doors, threw away the key and have been like, I don't really want to listen to their music anymore. You know, all of that. I would say R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Those are the only two people. Everybody else that's been so-called canceled for having a racist past or being homophobic or just saying something crazy, they were like they were like shunned and shamed for like two weeks. And then they came back on the internet and they still have their fan base. But are they were they've still been able to make a profit off of TikTok? They still have their podcast. They still have this. They still have their YouTube channel. Like no one's actually been canceled. Like be fucking for real. So I I get annoyed when people talk about this cancel culture as if bad things actually happen to people as if like people actually get exiled from their communities and can't make income and their lives are ruined forever. That is not what is actually happening. So let's just stop using this rhetoric as if everyone's just getting canceled left and right. I think what the issue is, is people don't want to take accountability. People get scared about so-called cancel culture because of the simple fact that they know that they have said things or done things in their past that they would not want to catch up with them today. And those said things were probably 
very racist or very homophobic or very xenophobic or whatever it was. Like, they were very something. And you are, like, so scared about cancel culture because you know you've done fucked up before in your past in that kind of way. Being held accountable for your actions is not cancel culture. And I don't now, like, doing more research and thinking more about it, cancel culture doesn't even exist because no one's ever really experienced it, but maybe, like, two people. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is love is blind, y'all. I love a good love is blind season. Love is Blind is honestly, I feel like one of the better reality shows just because the concept, whoever thought of this show, invented this, the producer, y'all really ate down because it's such a cool concept. Like it's something that we haven't really seen before. But anyway, they're on season five and it is based in Houston, Texas. So let me know if you're watching this because if you are, let's talk about it. Like I want to dive deeper but anyway, if you do not watch it, you need to because you're going to have a blast watching it. Like it's drama, but it's also like, oh my God, it's so crazy. And also another side note, I think it's cool to be able to watch other people and how they navigate relationships because I see stuff happen on these type of shows and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Or like, oh, I've done that before. I've said something like that. And I, I can see why that was annoying or that was irritating or like, oh, Alex has done or did this before. And now I realize how I want to communicate that to him like it's honestly a learning thing too like being able to see how other people navigate relationships and how they speak to each other it's kind of cool to be able to watch another relationship on tv anyway love is blind if you don't if you're not familiar with the show they're in these pods they can't see each other they have to date each other without seeing each other the whole purpose is love is love blind so they're they're dating for 10 days in these pods and then somebody proposes and that's the case so Every season, there's different characters, and every season, there's people that you love and people that you hate. And this season is no different, but I have, like, some strong opinions about these people. So let's just kind of break them all down. Let's start with JP. JP is this guy, and he wears flag, USA, American flag, clothing, accessories every single day every single episode he has something on whether it's a shirt that's like a flag his collar is the american flag his shoes his pants one day he didn't have anything american flag but he brought in like a handkerchief or towel and set it next to him and it was the american flag and for some reason this is not really talked about on the show which is irritating me because i'm like this guy is insane like he had to be at the january january 6th the January 6th event, and y'all know what I'm talking about. He had to be there. Like, I'm so confused by his behavior and confused as to why no one's bringing it up because he just wears American flags. Anyway, he matched and proposed to a girl. I think her name's Taylor. Yeah, proposed to Taylor. And Taylor is like, she just reminds me of a sweet Southern belle. And during the pods, they had a good conversation and I actually liked their relationship in the pod. I was like, okay, they seem like a good pair. They seem both calm and collected. They're not over the top. They should be cute. They meet in person, like, yeah, they see each other in person, and it's so unbelievably awkward. And I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, you know, it is a little bit awkward to meet somebody in person that you've been talking to. You share, like, your deepest, darkest secrets and whatever to them behind closed doors. You have to see them, and I feel a little uncomfortable. I feel like anybody would feel like that, but they were so, so uncomfortable that it was, I could barely look at the TV and the way he was looking at her, I was like, he's not attracted to her. You can always just tell when somebody's not attracted to the other person. The way he was ki kissing her, kissing her like 
a freaking bird, like, pecking her, like, like, he kept doing that to her lips, like, I'm like, this has to hurt, like, he's bumping into her face, there was no intimacy in the kiss, there was no, no spark at all, so anyway, we had to, like, their, their, they're not honeymoon, because they're not married, but they had to their vacation, wherever they are on their vacation, and he is not saying a word to her, like, she's trying so hard to hold conversation, he's not giving her anything, like, he's literally silent, he, he honestly ate up the mute challenge. Like he is the mute challenge. He did not say a word to her. And she was like, okay, like just act like there's a wall between us. Like I want to see the same JP that I saw in the pods. Still not giving her anything. They ended up having a conversation and the conversation looks something like this. When you came out of the pod, I didn't like how you had all that makeup on. I feel like you were trying to be a different person. I feel like it was a facade. I feel like it was fake. Like you had these big lashes on, you had makeup, you had your hair extensions, blah, blah, blah. Like, what? He was coming at her for wearing makeup and just being a girl. Like, what? Like, when you meet each other, you're going to always tr- obviously try to look your best. So the guy's dressed up, the girl's dressed up. Obviously, she's going to be wearing makeup. She has a makeup. And he's basically telling her, like, I like how you look better without makeup, blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, men, some men think that this is okay, an okay thing to say. They think that, they think that this is what women want to hear. Obviously, it's nice when your man thinks you look beautiful without makeup, without the extensions, all that. And like, I know Alex loves when I have a bare face, when I have my own natural hair. He does love that. But you're not about to tell me not to wear makeup, not to have a 26-inch Brazilian body wave down my back in this hair, to not have my lashes on, to not have a fake nail. Like, you're not about to tell me not to be wearing that stuff. I feel like that's literally insane. And the way he was coming at her was just astronomical. I was like, what is going on? You guys have to watch the clip. Like, just type in JP and Taylor makeup. You will find it on TikTok somewhere. Anyway, she ended up leaving him mid-trip, which I thought was so perfect because I'm like, yes, girl, like, stand up for yourself. This is not going to work out. There's no point of trying to make it work and moving on to the next part of the, the show when you know for a fact this is not the man for you. Like, he was absolutely insane. And I hope during the reunion they really touch on what he was saying about all of that what that looks like and how annoying that is for every woman to hear. And let's really talk about his USA merch and where he was January 6th. Like, I need to know. Uche, Uche, Uche. He is a lawyer. And how he talks to people, he will not let you forget that he's a lawyer. The annoying part about him is that I feel like he completely gaslighted me and everyone watching. Like, I was watching the show and I felt like I was on his side sometimes and like felt like, yeah, he really knows what he's talking about because he he's able to speak in such a calm demeanor. And because he's a lawyer, like he's obviously good at arguing kind of and like knowing how the mind works and being able to get people to agree with him. And he really did that to viewers. Like he was so calm in how he was speaking, even when he was in the wrong that you kind of like thought he was kind of right. But then when you look back at it, he is like the biggest gaslighter ever. ever. So basically, he was interested in falling in love with this girl named Aaliyah. And one of the episodes, they were talking about things that are like their boundaries. And he talked about like they talked about cheating. And she was transparent with him and said that she cheated on her boyfriend two years ago. And she cheated on him because she said she cheated on him because she was not being sexually pleased by him and she told him over and over again and he still wasn't pleasing her so she ended up cheating 
And rightfully so, he called her out for being selfish because that is not a reason to cheat on someone. It's not like you should have broke up with the person. And he was telling her that you should have broke up with him. Like, that's not fair, blah, blah, blah. And on the, and all of that, he had every right to say because it's true. Like, you should not be cheating on somebody because you're not sexually pleased. You should be telling them or you need to break up with them because it's selfish at the end of the day to not allow that person to move how they want to move because you want to basically have your cake and eat it too. So he definitely cleared her with that. But like the way he was talking about it, talking at her, going on and on about it was so like mean-spirited and so like, oh, you just have to watch it. Like the way that he was talking to her, I was so irritated because I was just like, okay, she didn't have to tell you that she cheated. She's telling you that that was a different time. She's trying to be transparent with you to have an open dialogue with you. And you're talking at her to try to like really, really shame her. It's one way to be like, I don't think that's cool. You know what you did was wrong versus like shaming somebody. Like it's already done. You didn't know her then. You That was two years ago. Like she's moved on past it. She's learned her lessons. She's trying to explain that to you. But you want to be the person to shame her so bad that you keep talking over her. And like it was just like an annoying situation. So that was kind of like the strike one of like I was like, hmm. I don't really know about this Uche character. Fast forward, it comes about that him and another girl named Lydia actually dated in the past. And when they were in the pods, she recognized his name and his voice. And she was like, wait, Uche, it's me, like Lydia. And he was like, oh my God. And they had dated in the past. They decided to seem like to keep that part a secret and they didn't want to tell anybody, which I partly get because it's like, you don't want your knowledge of somebody else to affect the other people in the house like in the house that are trying to date these people so i feel like that's part of the reason why they kept it a secret but lydia and Aaliyah, who is now uche's new girl had really become good friends in this house and and Aaliyah did not know that they dated before so when it was told that they dated Aaliyah had an issue with it because she was like how do i move on with this show if you and this other person dated before and then we all have to be around each other she just felt really uncomfortable and awkward about it and then Lydia is the most annoying character on the whole entire show she's an annoying person and I don't like how she was telling Aaliyah all these things about Uche in the house like she's like he drives this kind of car he does this he has that when the whole purpose of the show is is love blind for you not to know all that stuff. And you're literally ruining the experience for Aaliyah on purpose because you basically want to show that you know this man better than she does. Like, where, however try to, however she tried to spin it, that is exactly what was going on. She was being malicious. And I did not like that. So Aaliyah ended up leaving the show. And Uche was really heartbroken because he wanted to propose to her. And she was like, bye, deuces. I'm not really down for the drama. And we haven't even really started the show. So he was really upset, once again, talking to her with the lawyer talk. They end up getting lunch, and like after everyone's revealed in the show, it's like a couple episodes in, they end up getting lunch. And during this lunch, he basically tells Aaliyah that Lydia is a stalker, and she's crazy, and she will look through his, his stuff, and he didn't trust her, blah, blah, blah. And so when I'm listening to this, I'm like, dang, she is kind of crazy. Like She does strike me that way, and honestly, I do feel like she still is. But then fast forward to Lydia and Uche having a talk together. And it comes out to be that Uche cheated on Lydia when they were in their relationship. 
which is why she checked his drawers and checked his phone because she had an inkling that he was cheating and found out that he was cheating. But yet he tried to paint the picture of she's just crazy. Like she was looking through my stuff and doing all this stuff. Um, She was looking through your stuff, sir, because she knew you were cheating and you were. What? So that is why she was looking through her, through, looking through his stuff. So then it made me think back to when he was like flipping out at Aaliyah for her cheating two years ago. Well, you were just cheating. Oh, and I forgot to mention the fact that Lydia and him were dating just months before they went on this season for Love is Blind. So you were cheating months ago, but yet you want to yell at me and be all crazy because I was cheating some years ago. Make it make sense. Moving right along to the next couple. Izzy and the other girl. I don't remember her name. The blonde girl. Izzy, overall, I feel like is a good person. The girl, I like her. She seems fun. Like, they don't irritate me like that. But Izzy does not have a job. And if you're watching, you know what I'm talking about. He does not work. And I feel like he is... <laughs> I feel like he's trying to figure it all out. But a part of me felt bad for him. Like, when they went to go to the houses, when they went to go visit each other's place... He went to her place and she's very financially stable. Her, it looks like she comes from money too, but she owns a home. Her home is beautiful. And as soon as they got there, he looked so overwhelmed of like, oh shit, like I cannot afford what this woman has to offer. And when they start talking about finances, like you could see him shaking in his boots, which, you know, and like on an empathetic level, I'm like, that's kind of hard for a man because men feel like they have to provide and you're in your you're in your woman's space and you're like, oh wait, I cannot give her the lifestyle. I don't have the same lifestyle that she has. Like it can kind of make you feel less of a man or whatever. And I feel like that's what he was feeling at that time because he was shaking in his boots. Okay. So then we go to his place. His place is giving very much Airbnb. Like you did not put them decorations up. I don't know what's going on, but it's giving Airbnb. She opens up the drawer and there's like ponytail holders and girly, girly stuff, right? And she's like, who are, are you collecting like people, women that you slept with? You keep their jewelry and belongings and everything. And he was like, he's like, I just don't know who it belongs to. I don't know who it is. Like, I just keep it. I didn't think about throwing it away. And then she got upset. Like, honestly, I don't think that she needed to be upset about that. Like, it's whatever, in my opinion, at least. But looking back on it, it's like, that was in there because I believe it was an Airbnb. That's why all that stuff was in there. Because really, why do you have all these women's random jewelry and ponytail holders? Like, what is that? He also he also started a new job during insurance. And he was talking about it's something that he's never done before. He got this opportunity. Um, and the way it's talked about when he was talking to her dad, when he met his, her parents, it just felt very unsure. And I'm kind of like believing all the TikTok theories of like, he doesn't have a job and that he... It, he, that was an Airbnb. So I'm really interested to see how this plays out because I'm like, she's very stable. Her family is stable. And I'm talking about financially um, and what this looks like. And I'm kind of nervous for the guy. I'm nervous for Izzy. Like I'm nervous to see how this plays out. Next up, we have Lydia and Milton. So Lydia is 30 or something, 30 something. And Milton is 24. So that age gap is so funny to me because I'm just like, I don't even know. Even though me and Alex have an eight-year age gap, I always feel like it's a little bit different when it's reversed. But Milton is 24. And it's funny because in the beginning, I thought he was going to be this nerdy, like, because he just gives nerd. Like, that's just who he, what he looks like, who he is through and through. But he is not giving nerdy. He is a sassy man. He'd be talking back. He had a lot to say. He's confident. And I'm like, 
honestly, I'm just shook at his personality because I did not expect it to be that way. And if you know, you know. But Lydia and him, that is not a match. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. If they actually get married and are still married right now, I would be so surprised. Like, they just do not seem like... I feel like they would never even have looked twice at each other if they were if they met at a bar. And that's, you know, the whole point of the show is is love blind, but their relationship is just so bizarre to me just because I feel like I don't I don't think that he's immature at all, but like I, I know I feel like he's a little bit young and immature, but like he has his shit together. Like he has a great job coming out of college. He makes six figures. He's 24. Like he has it going on for himself. She has it going on for herself. But the dynamic of them as a couple is just not it to me. Like I, I just cannot. Like I don't even have. I don't have much to say about it besides I can't, and I'm eager to see how this all plays out. The new episodes are coming out tomorrow, so I'm super excited to see the ending result. But I'm even more excited to see this reunion. I don't know if it's been filmed yet. If they're planning on filming it soon. But one, I need them to come to correct as the host. I need Nick and Vanessa Lachey to ask the right questions, to give the people what they need. I need them to not try to do a live reunion because we all remember how that turned out last time, last year. Or was that last year? No, like, I don't even know when that was. But we know, we all know how that turned out last time trying to do a live reunion and it just simply did not work. But also, Nick and Vanessa did not ask the right questions. We need the right, we need the right questions. We need things answered. But overall, I'm excited to see the new episodes on Friday, who's getting married, who's not, who's still together. But let me know if you're watching Love is Blind because it is such a good show. And this season probably has to be the best one yet. Like it has the most drama, the most plot twists, the most everything. And that's a wrap, y'all, for today's episode. Thank you for just cruising along with me, letting me chat with y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We kind of talked about a little bit of everything, what's going on in my life, a little bit of hot topics. And I didn't get any submissions from you this week because I didn't ask you. But just so you guys remember, too, if you have anything that you want advice on, any stories, anything, you can always go to dearymoney.com and submit or you can DM me or email me, email me, email me at hello at dearymoney.com. And I'm accepting submissions for literally any topic always because I can always pull it in and in answer it on any episode or maybe I can put it into an episode that has that same theme of what you're asking about but you know always send in your submissions always submit um what you want advice on and all of that good stuff so thank you so much for listening to today's podcast please make sure you rate it five stars it really really helps me I'm excited to continue to grow sign with this podcast network and see what the future holds but anyways I will see y'all next week I love you so much and bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!